We are good. Welcome to the Yo, K what? Podcast. We got Juan from the Juan on One Podcast. Been looking forward to this podcast all week since I booked it with Juan. Um, we're going to get into the deep end of the rabbit hole conspiracy theories this subject i wanted to dedicate a full episode to and i feel like i got one of the best in the game to go down and guide us down that path so we got one over here one welcome to the podcast thanks for joining yo thanks for having me bro hopefully we don't have too many connectivity issues what it's what it looks like (laughs) as as we're gonna get started yeah already go man thank you for having me man Hooking it up with a, a new interface to get the podcast better. So, going to move forward from over here. Um, Juan, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro on what your specialty is? Talk about your podcast a little bit, and um, yeah, what got you into this into this subject matter? I don't really have a specialty. Uh, I consider myself a scholar, avid researcher. I'm a father, husband. I'm just a regular guy who likes to have interesting conversations and look into interesting topics bring new new light to esoteric and occulted subjects and esoteric is just specific and occult just means not well known or hidden right because that that gets a bad connotation and it started with me with religion i grew up and was raised pentecostal christian and i was balls deep in in church you know playing guitar for church for a long time part of the worship group and my family was really religious growing up and it started to get to the point where I started to question things as you actually study the material because that's what they don't expect you to do they don't expect you to read between the lines and when it comes to a lot of these religious texts there are hidden meanings behind all this is like they say that Jesus talked in allegories well when you start to break it down and look at it from from a a literal sense and even a figurative sense because when it comes to the esoteric and the occult, like you have to understand there's a figurative way to interpret something and a literal way. And sometimes they, you know, they, these two lines blend together. And that's how you get this mentality of like, no, my God is the one, you know, my religion is the one. Well, I would always ask my, like people at the church, I go, when they would bash other religions, they would say, and, and don't get me wrong, I think religion serves a purpose. So you can believe whatever you want to believe as long as you don't hurt yourself or others. You can worship Cthulhu for all I care, you know, do your thing, just leave the kids out of it. And, you know, if it's between two consenting adults, you know, free game, whatever. (laughs) So I started questioning the narrative and started asking questions like the hard questions like, wait, if they're going to hell in my religion, am I going to hell in their religion? So who's right? Right. Who, Who started this whole thing? And they don't have answers for those type of questions. They would be I would ask, well, if this book is non-canon, it's canon in the oldest, you know, Ethiopian Bible, you know, the book of Enoch. Why is it being referenced in the King James Version of my Bible if it's non-canon? Oh, well, you know, it. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't read the Old Testament. I go, well, who's King James? Uh, it was just some guy. Well, who, how, why is it the King James Version? Why is that the most, you know, and you start looking down that rabbit hole you start asking questions that they're not going to be able to answer and they're going to try and answer it the best they can but then you start you, you start getting blasphemous and heretical in the process and and people don't like that when you push their <clears throat> beliefs and i mean people die for religion 
mm-hmm. and religion was really the what started it for me and from there i branched out where i started looking into ancient civilizations and a lot of conspiracy theories nowadays aren't even conspiracy anymore man it's and I think that the, the, I don't like the term conspiracy theorist. Straight up, I, I like it more. I like to think of it more alternative, alternative research. You know, alternative thought to to really think outside the box that they put us in. Even in school, you know, our our school system is a Rockefeller byproduct, and that's not that's not conspiracy. That's reality, and they don't teach you life skills. They don't teach you anything that you're really going to use in the real world and they and they teach us about math but they don't tell us what the symbolism behind these numbers are right and you start looking into pythagoras and all these other crazy guys in history and here we are you know on my podcast to talk about whatever i like and that's why i started it because I, I i was watching other podcasts and listening to other podcasts that inspired my podcast but they weren't touching the subjects and making the connections that i wanted to right it's like when you watch a show and you want them to go a certain place and they don't take it there. So I took matters into my own hands and started my own uh, podcast. And here I am two and a half years later. And yeah, I just like to talk about interesting shit. Uh, that's awesome, Juan. And I got to say, you you and I can totally relate in that aspect where when I was younger, I questioned religion as well. And that's what led me to start looking into different things and the one question I remember asking, because we, you know, growing up, I was I was also baptized as a Christian. You know, it was my choice. My parents didn't get me. You know, they didn't push me to do it, but I still went to Christian. I still grew up going to Christian church, mm-hmm. regardless. But um, <clears throat> I remember one one thing that you're always taught is, you know, the way to go to heaven is if you accept Lord Jesus, Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I remember asking one time, I'm like, you know, what if, what if you never have that opportunity, but you do good in this world, you know, you, you're a good human, uh, but you just, that opportunity of never knowing who Jesus Christ is never comes to you. Do you go to hell? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Like, that did not make any sense to me because how is it that somebody, I mean, we're also taught, you know, you do good, you, you know, you don't commit too much i guess the sins and all that kind of stuff you go to heaven and it's like so okay so someone that comes to earth helps out people helps out community maybe builds a community uh, for the well-being things like that and oh so just because they don't know jesus they go to hell like that's where right there i i i, I wouldn't say immediately started changing my thoughts but that's what started and then i started even asking more questions you know, just like you did, and then questions that were never answered. And I mean, even some sometimes to this day, it's like they're still unanswered. But I figured that sometimes that's just life. You're just gonna have unanswered questions that you, you shouldn't beat yourself up about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time, I have a friend of mine who does philosophy. He's a Stoic philosopher, and and he talks about this Stoicism. For sure. Shout out to Anderson Silver. He'd be a good guest to have on your show. And he, you know, he, I, I, we were talking about religion and I brought up something. He's like, well, give me proof of X, Y, Z. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll quote this ancient scripture. He goes, dude, religion is the biggest conspiracy of them all. Yikes. You know what I mean? We're relying on, on what, on a piece of paper that 
somebody wrote that's been translated how many times over you're not gonna it's his story for a reason history you know the to the victor the spoils so when you start my whole thing and i've accepted jesus in my life i believe in a god i believe in a higher power it's not that i'm an atheist or a satanist or not like i believe in god i believe we're here for a purpose and i think religion serves as a, a system for people to what's at the core of the ten commandments don't be a piece of shit that's mm-hmm. it you know be a good person you know what i mean that's it that's, live a good life some people need structure some people need a system so if religion is your system and your crutch for you good for you brother i appreciate you that you're trying to better your life and be a good person i'm not trying to bash anybody's religion but what i don't want to accept is the dogma and the psychological warfare that the church, because it's a brokered experience, right? If you look at the Gnostics, the early Christians, there's a reason why they were killed. And there's there's a pattern. Whoever speaks out against the system always gets killed, right? Everybody, oh, there's always somebody out to get you, right? So the Gnostics, they taught that, hey, we can achieve divinity ourselves. We don't need the church, you know? And Jesus said, you know, you have, you have turned this house of prayer into a den of thieves. Because it's a brokered experience. Now, what the church wants to do is they want to broker your experience. So they have the guy up top who talks to God every day, you know, the Pope or whoever it may be. Then the guy under him talks to God every other day. And then, you know, you work your way down the ladder and then here's you where you have to pay your 10% every single week. And if you're a good little boy, you're going to get your seat saved somewhere up in this metaphysical area that promises you. I remember when I was a kid. I was, bro, I was 12 years old reading the book of Revelation, and I was 12 years old, 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, I opened up my first Bible the other day, and it was, I remember my grandma telling me that they would have to cut my head off if I didn't repent and accept Jesus in my life as Lord and Savior. Bro, I was 12 years old. You imagine a 12-year-old boy being told this. Like, I'm reading about the apocalypse, bro. <laughs> that was my, my, the book of Revelation is one of my favorite, sto- one of my favorite books, Yes. and that's yes, all it is. Bro. You know, it's a good story. It's yeah. a good story. Now, do I do I not believe that Jesus exists? I he probably did, along with Buddha, Vishnu, Krishna, whoever you want to call him, like all these other right, ascended right. masters or or adepts or whatever. I'm sure that he existed. Now, is he the was he the Messiah or something? I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't I think yeah. I don't think right. The the Trinity is like the most complex thing that christians uh have to wrap their mind around like when they're trying to explain it to somebody it's like what is the trinity well he's god he's the son and he's also the holy spirit it's like wait so 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 what are you what are you trying to get at? no 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 he, yeah he's he's all three wait are you sure but then who's the son yeah he's 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 his own dad it's like what what are you what, like what are you getting like you don't even understand you know what i mean so uh, that that's what really woke me up, and and honestly, I woke up to the politics in the church. Right nice. when I when I started to see the hypocrisy sure, within the mm-hmm. people, who mm-hmm. I, I said, if I'm if I'm in a worship group and I'm trying to you know uh, bring the the Holy Spirit because you know as Pentecostals they dance around, they talk and they speak in tongues <laughs> and all that stuff. If I'm in that group that is supposed to be at the forefront of the church and leading it every single week. I can't feel a certain type of way. You know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. to be uh, connected to my brothers and sisters there at the same time. And you could see the the politics and the hypocrisy and all that stuff. And dude, it turns out after I left, uh, people started coming out of the closet. Uh, people started to get divorced. Yeah. Uh, people started to get a, a whole bunch of things happen. And it's like yeah. humans yeah. aren't perfect. You know what I mean? Like the, I'm not trying to get at that, but 
you need to be in a certain mindset especially when you're going to go to worship and you're going to lead a congregation you can't be thinking about fucking hentai while you're playing the guitar at church you know what i mean or doing whatever it is or, or you know what i mean like you can't be doing that bro you got to be in a certain mindset and right. i chose to step away and just hmm. honestly leave the church I, I left the church and i haven't i haven't been back since to be honest with you yeah, I think we're similar in that, too, because I was on fire as a Christian. I was in every retreat, you know, every um, yeah. every Friday Bible study, teaching the kids, doing summer mm -hmm. Bible. You know, I was all about it. Favorite book was Revelation, which was odd at the time for, like, a junior high or elementary school kid to be asking the youth pastor, like, hey, when are we going to learn about Revelation, you know? It's like, yo, I don't even understand that shit, so... We'll talk to the higher pastor to see if they can get that okay. <laughs> so um, I feel you on that. So I feel like our background is kind of similar. And I like that that um, quote you said about religion being the number one conspiracy theory. Bro, that's deep. That's hella deep, man. And um, if you think about it, the number one public enemy of the church at the time was Jesus. You know what I mean? So it's very odd that now the way to get to Jesus is through the church. So, I don't know if people are just blinded by the um, community that church brings. And like you said, the politics that is open. Because some people see the politics in church and it's like, ah, now I see how I can, you know, integrate with this community and move, move myself, put myself in a position where now I'm the guy in church. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it gets kind of dirty, man. It's, it's. I mean, if you're aware of Jesus and you're doing that, that's would you would you agree? That's kind of satanic in a way. Like that's kind of some some dark religion shit. You know what I mean? What do you mean by say? What do you mean by satan? What is dark though, bro? That's you know, that's like <laughs> what it what is what is that? You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like to you, yeah. maybe that might be one thing, and, and that's philo bro. That's philosophy, that, and that's the problem <laughs> when it comes to a lot of these these topics. And that's why I respect people I, and I reserve the right to change my mind at whatever time. You know what I mean? And, and I reserve the right to be wrong. And a lot of people get bent out of shape when the, the psychological warfare and the indoctrination goes deep when you've been raised in it since a little boy or a little girl, whatever it may be. And, and I respect you if you want to use that, if you want to use religion as your, your system and your, if you have a family, it's very important. Like for me, you know, I have two kids, right? Little, little, little boys. So I need to ha I need to give them uh, a system. So I'm, I'm going to pass on the tradition that was passed on to me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to teach them about Noah. I'm going to teach them about Moses. I'm going to teach them about all these historical figures within the Bible. And when they get to my age and they start asking me these questions, or they start listening to the one-on-one podcast. Like, Yo, dad, what's up with you talking about uh, what XYZ? What right. is all that about? Who, who are the Anunnaki, right? Who's Enoch? What is all that about? I'm going to let them know. And if they, if they want to reach whatever assumption or decision at the end of that, I'm going to respect that too. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't done for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it was either you go to church or, you know what I mean? Uh, I was forced. I was forced to go to church. I, I don't remember at one point in time ever actually wanting to go to church. And when I was finally able to, when I moved, I lived with my grandma a, a, a majority of, of my life growing up. Mm -hmm. So when I was living with her, when I finally moved out, started high school that's when i stopped going to church and i mean i i'm trying to think if i've been here and there but i haven't really been but like i said i believe in a god i believe that there is a central source i believe that there is 
uh, uh, an opposing force, not evil, because, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, this is an evil. Well, it's, it's up for interpretation at the end of the day, right? So that's why I ask you, what you, what do you mean by satanic? What is satanic to you? Mm-hmm. So I guess what I meant by that, and by the way, this is Jermaine, our uh, second guest. Jermaine, this is Juan. Um, okay. I guess what I meant by that is... If you guys hear me fine, though? A little muffled. <laughs> well, I think it's the mask. Yeah. <laughs> cool mask, though. <laughs> but um, How about this? That's cool. Um, as far as satanic goes, I guess what I meant by that is if you're all in and you do believe there's a Christ, but you go against that. You know what I mean? There's people that could be in church that doesn't really subscribe into religion, doesn't really believe in Jesus, that are trying to manipulate people. I don't think that's really satanic. I think you're just kind of like a snake in the grass. You know what I mean? But if you know there's a Christ and you're like... Ugh. You're a heretic. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you're a heretic. But think, think about this, bro. You know how many Christian nominations there are? Thousands. So yes. they can't even come up to an assumption... On, on the true doctrines themselves. So how do you expect me, right, a flawed man, a flawed creature, according to Scripture and according to other uh, ancient Scriptures, how am I supposed to govern myself through this this dark world, if you will, right, full of, of cause that's the whole thing. Like, that's what the Gnostics talked about, too. Like, this is a prison. This is a matrix. Mm. And, and what really flips everything on its head with the Gnostics was that they believed that yeah, the Boath, which was this lion-headed serpent, the, the Satan archetype, was the one that created the material world. And that when you tell uh, somebody who, and again, I'm, I'm coming from this from a scholarly point of view, from, I'm a researcher, you know what I mean? Everything that I talk about, I don't believe everything I talk about. I talk about and I present facts or, mm-hmm. uh, or the opposing evidence to support it or, or debunk it, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm here to do, and that's what my podcast is about. So... When I talk to somebody who's not open-minded to be able to discuss these topics, you know, I've talked to Christian people about it, and they call me like, oh, you worship Satan. I was like, did I say I worship <laughs> Satan or Lucifer, whoever it is that you want to call him? No, I was Isn't telling that like you it was the, the Lord. That's like the, the fallback for most Christians when you, like, defy them, right? Oh, you're a Satan worshiper, and I think... Like, I know I just jumped in, but I kind of jumped in at the time where I was a Greens. Like, I, I used to go to church, too. I, I was raised Catholic, and my parents, they, they would force me to go to church, and I never wanted to. But <laughs> um, it was just, as a kid, it was crazy. I, I would notice how I would, like, question things at such a young age. And when you start questioning it, they start saying something's wrong with you. And I noticed as a kid that was that was pretty wrong. I was like... Really, like, instead of, like, explaining to a kid, you're flat out calling them wrong. Yeah, and they, it's a defense mechanism. So when you attack, that's like me attacking, like, that's like you doing your job in in your profession and me coming along, you know, I don't know nothing about it or whatever it may be and telling you otherwise. It's not going to make you happy. It's probably going to offend you and make you mad. So it's a natural reaction to have when, when you're literally shifting people's paradigms. And mm-hmm. I'm, I don't debate anybody. You know what I mean? I, I'm not here to convert anybody to a certain way of thinking. I certainly, I just look into certain topics and I discuss them and, mm-hmm. and I dissect things and I look at things from a different perspective. And a lot of people don't, some people don't like it, but if you're listening to my podcast, you probably are into the weird shit that I talk about anyways. So it probably doesn't matter, but I'm talking about like in a real world 
situation or our, you know, conversation because I can't go to parties anymore and talk to people about <laughs> normal things. I, I don't understand how I, I admire and I envy people who can walk around and just blatantly ignore the, the spiritual warfare that's going on around them. And they're just, I've done episodes on NPCs and a lot of people get mad about that. Like, Oh, you're demeaning a certain <laughs> group of people. Well, you know, there are studies that some uh, a majority of the population, I think up to 25% of people or more, I could be wrong on the number, I did an episode on it, where they don't have an inner monologue. Whatever they're thinking is what they're, what's coming out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I can think in my head and I can hear myself mm-hmm. thinking in my head. Some people don't do that. Some people yeah. don't have an inner monologue. So like, do you have a consciousness? Like, is, is that, like, growing up, I always thought, it, is that consciousness? Is it that little voice in my head of when I'm thinking about things, I can think about it in my head and not put it out to the to to the to the world or whatever it may be but some people can't think inside that's mind-blowing yeah and i feel like there's never heard of that that's actually yeah if you people watch long enough you'll see that a lot of people just kind of flow with the flow with the current you know what i mean literally just eat or consume whatever is given to them without thought and um have an opinion that isn't even theirs, which is kind of scary. You know what I mean? Like they have strong opinions and strong beliefs about subject matter that they just picked up based on a quote that they saw on social media or, or the news. Terrifying times. Or with what exactly what's going on, what's what's popular, what's the what are the masses doing? Oh, I just got I got to follow along, you know, mm-hmm. or else be kind of what they said like uh you're with us or against us so it's like oh i'd rather be with them so it's it's there's a book called the crowd by gustave Le Bon. he was a french social psychologist and he is the (laughs) father of crowd psychology now in in a crowd right because as of recently we've seen the whole blm and and all these things going on which I'm, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so I got some black somewhere in along my lineage, right? I'm, I'm, I have melanated skin, right? I'm brown, so uh, I think BLM and all these things are psyops to divide us further. We're all human, you mm-hmm. know. We all bleed the same. We're all the same, six feet under. Who cares? Th- these are things that they put in in society to divide us even more. And this gets us to our first point of who's they? You know, who's the Illuminati? Well, I consider the Illuminati a blanket term, a blanket term oh. for. <laughs> for yeah, right like so you talk about sorrows and now you got bro i was just listening about kanye talking about the jews and all this stuff i'm like you know, he's probably mk ultra either that or you know mental illness is a real thing mm-hmm. but yeah. again he's got a history so you know you have people uh, pinpointing certain groups of people i don't think it's i don't think it's that i think it's it's you know back to the crowd psychology a little bit there is something that there is there always seems to be something metaphysical about reality and now the 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 reason i say that is because gustav Lebon, right a scholar a person who was studying crowd psychology how a crowd becomes a living organism mm-hmm. and there are certain criteria that forms a crowd so you you check off certain lists now when that crowd becomes an organism and uh, there's something that he calls a parasite this metaphysical entity this metaphysical aspect to it that Uh, slithers its way around inside the crowd and people start acting a certain type of way 
and a crowd is only as smart as the dumbest person in it right so if you have a crowd it's going to be as smart as the dumbest person in there the lowest iq is going to be as smart as that crowd's going to get and you see it and the reason i brought up blm is because of the riots and you saw how people were acting in this bestial nature and and, and they were doing things that they wouldn't otherwise mm -hmm. do by themselves and that has to do with with how religion attacks it's stockholm syndrome right you want to be a part of a of a community and no matter how much they psychologically beat you down you start to you know relate to them and go you know what this is this is kind of nice it's like the the burning meme dog where he's like <laughs> this, this is, is okay yeah. right this is fine or whatever it is yeah. while meanwhile you know you're being attacked all these different places and uh the these elites right uh, and i call them i call them the reptilian overlords right are they i've and i've been called out so many times like oh are they lizards are they you know, I'm talking about some David Icke stuff. You know, David Icke is like the Mac Daddy of the reptilian idea. Now, are they actual lizards? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I like to talk about it in the metaphorical sense of the word where it's it's the archons, right? These dark forces at work trying to control you or trying to take you away from, from your, whatever your path is. Now, I believe that these elites, these Illuminati, right, as a blanket term, I believe that they talk to entities on the outside of space and time, that they're in touch. Like if you look at the Knights Templar and Baphomet, right, this this metaphysical entity where allegedly they had the head of John the Baptist. There's an ancient Egyptian belief that if you have the head of a prophet, it prophesizes to you. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes you think of, you know, why do they push so much Jeffrey Dahmer nowadays in the media? Well, what was he doing? He was collecting skulls. He was collecting yeah. skeletons. He wanted to build a what an altar. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he was into some occult shit that they probably didn't want to put out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had a copy of the Satanic Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, I've read the Satanic Bible. You know what I mean? He said that he didn't relate to it. You know, I don't think a, a piece of literature is going to make somebody act a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. I think outside influences, if you're in touch with a higher entity or something outside the, you know, like if you look at Lovecraft, right? And mm -hmm. Cthulhu and all these Lovecraftian entities that they're like these great old ones. I think it's the same thing. I think they're in touch with these things that tell them uh, what to do. Like if you look at the banking system, the banking system is a byproduct of the Knights Templar from uh, uh, their communications with Baphomet. And for those that don't know, Baphomet the, is the satanic temple's mm -hmm. mascot, the half man, half, you know, hermaphrodite, uh, half human, half goat entity. And it's, it's based off Eliphas Levi's a famous uh, drawing that he did one time i forgot what year but uh, yeah i think that they this these illuminati types i think that, that they're those people they're the 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 vessels for for these entities that are outside the the reality that are trying to i think there's i think there's a war between good and bad you know what i mean like light and and and, and dark but you can get lost in the sauce when it comes to, you know, deciphering, oh, what is light? You know, what is black magic or what is white magic? I think it's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. I think it's all leads you to the same thing. And I think that there are th certain things that we probably shouldn't be fucking with in, in this reality. And there's a reason why, again, Adam and Eve were casted out of the Garden of Eden because of this type of shit. You know what I mean? By sure. following, uh, you know, not following directions. <laughs> It's perfectly to what the question I wanted to lead into, because going back to what 
you were talking about reptilians. Let me ask you this, Juan. Has it ever occurred to you that there's any similarities between the snake that's talked about in the Bible and, and reptilians? And that's why, you know, like you said, they're the ones that talk to us and control us. They talked to Eve and controlled her, you know, talked to her. So do you think there's any similarity? And it started, I mean, I mean, that's what you believe, that they were the first people. That's where it all started. Like, hey, um, yeah, <laughs> the whole reptilian thing. So there's a few different versions of the story of creation. And it's what I was talking about earlier. We can't even come to an agreement of what the story of creation was. Right. If you look at the right. Gnostic cosmology, the serpent is the good guy. He's Sophia. Mm. And she was trying to wake Eve up. The reason that they didn't want you to eat from the from the tree of of, uh, of knowledge of good and evil right. is so you didn't learn that you were in a matrix, that you were in a false reality. So that's mm. why it angered Yahweh and he casted them out that's of crazy. the Garden right. of Eden. Because he's like, now you're right. going to know that you're trapped in a false reality. But let's let's put that aside. There's also another another story of creation where, and I do believe, right, Nakash, I, I do believe it, it's related to the serpent and the what they call the serpent seed. Now, this gets really heretical and blasphemous, but the story goes that the serpent actually raped Eve. And you have the story of Cain and Abel. And uh, one of them, I forgot which one, <laughs> I think Cain, whichever one killed the other one, was uh, of the seed of the serpent seed right and that's where you get this this ancient bloodline goes back to these ancient bloodlines and these ancient families that have this seed uh, blood within their within their lineage and and that's again that's a blasphemous mm -hmm. uh, thing to say to say that a serpent literally raped eve and they're you know uh, one of them was adam's son and the other one was uh, again essentially satan the satan archetype or lucifer whoever you want to call him because that's also a fabrication of the church <laughs> in order to pr push two propaganda. Yeah, two different entities. <laughs> yeah, two different entities. So it's, it's like, do I think it's related? Absolutely. But again, it just depends on which worldview and which religion really you want to follow because you can go any which way. And that's the problem about learning about this because when you start to learn about all the stories of creation and all these different religions, you start to see where they start piggybacking mm -hmm. off one another. And they were all talking about the same thing. So that's why I think it's bullshit at the end of the day of like, you know, my people are the best. Well, you know, I'm not saying nothing, but what I'm trying to get at is that, uh, you know, nationality is a real thing and having pride in your people being the ones to establish something i think that plays a role but that's also a construct of society of like you know we're all one you know at the end of the day we all bleed the same so why can't we just get along with each other and just how i always tell people spread positivity positivity and love one another you don't need to get lost in the sauce and there are wars being fought right now over over what over lines on a map that who put them there we did you know, animals don't give a shit about the lines on the map. You think they're, they're don't cross the Canadian border, you know, and then the United States, I don't have my green card or whatever it is. No, they don't oh. give a shit about that. It's nature. <laughs> all right. You know? That's funny. Um, I agree with what you say. It's all bullshit. Like a, um, how there is, it is good versus evil at the end of the day. Um, and it's funny that based on that context of what you said, that the uh, elites, the Illuminati, so to speak, being a blanket term, they would... I mean, in a sense, consult with with uh, other beings of different dimensions of how to move forward with their regime or if they're even cooperating in a regime together. 
And based on that context with what you said, and you look at the uh, ancient Egyptian Egyptians and how they worship deities, you know, with Anubis, Seth, and all that, um, it makes me look at that more like instead of just gods and deities, more like inter interdimensional beings, um, pretty much depicting what you're saying right now, um, but going on in an ancient time. Would you say it's more um, interdimensional than an actual deity? Because you did mention Anunnaki's too. So I'm wondering if Anunnaki's could have been more metaphysical than physical, like people um, you know, currently understand. So there's two there's two different ways you can look about it i think that according to the hermetic principle all is mind i think there is a mental aspect to it but also think about this think about the light spectrum we only see 0 0.005 of the light spectrum you know we have infrared we have ultraviolet we have all these different things going on around us so who's to say that there's not a whole different world or at the time of these egyptians or or mesopotamians or sumerians or whoever it was at the time what if you know, reality, the, uh, the, the, the light was different, you know, something about the way that they were connected to nature, to source, right. To, to the, to the main thing. Cause back then, bro, there was no dude. The other day I was at my house and I turned off my router to reset it. I felt that shit. I felt it go off, bro. I turned it, I pulled the plug on it and I felt it mm -hmm. turn off. And I looked around and I, and I looked at myself and I said, Holy shit, I felt that. I felt so we're being constantly bombarded. And I'm not trying to get at the whole 5G right. shit. Maybe that has something to do. <laughs> I have a friend of mine who installs 5G towers and that shit will fry you from the inside out. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. So what effect does it have on people? I don't know, but I know for hundred percent fact that my boy he works on on radio towers, they have to shut it off. Or else you start feeling nauseous and you start feeling a certain type of way. And it's really interesting that wasp and any any insect that stings is attracted to these antennas so whenever he goes up to one of these towers there's always either a hornet hive or a something like a hive of something always on top so it's really weird but wow. back to this thing where back then they would they would look up and they would see the stars they would see a reality different i think in my opinion and the reason i say that is because the Egyptians, they were very literal when it came to their hieroglyphics. So whatever they put on their hieroglyphics, they were literal. Now, they believed in a, in a, in a world of forms. They, but what, what I'm getting at is that if they drew a donkey that they saw in the real world with two saddles and two bags, whatever, you know, just an example with two bags. When they would draw that donkey on the hieroglyphs, they wouldn't give it four, four or five bags because mm -hmm. they understood that the literal donkey in this world can only hold two bags so i don't think that they were exaggerating when they would put these giants on these murals i think that there was actually beings at one point in time who again the if we're going to talk about from the christian point of view at least from my from my point of view you have the nephilim you have the watchers you have the elohim those are also entities that were here at one point according to if you want to follow it, it's like, you know, we're going to follow the, the scripture. You know, these are mm -hmm. beings that were here. So, you know, that's been written about that there were these otherworldly entities. And I believe that these stories that we hear about, I, I think that that mythology is the psyche of humanity. So by them all talking and a lot of these uh, religions, they all they all talk about the same figures. You know, you have Quetzalcoatl, you have... 
you have Vishnu, Jesus Christ, you have Quetzalcoatl, uh, you have, what the hell is the other one? Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, all these guys, they're all talking about the same people. You know what I mean? So I think that there either was uh, a group of people going around and seeding civilizations, and that's how they depicted them the same way. Uh, but I think I think it was physical beings, bro. I think at one point it was physical. It wasn't just... There's too many stories, like the Nomos with the... And with uh, the Dogon tribe, you know, they talk right. about people coming from the sea, you know, the fish headed men in, in yeah, well, yes, yes. And metallic crafts. Now, you know, you want, if you want to talk about UFOs <laughs> and why do they push the ancient alien agenda so much. But I do think that there were physical beings at one point, And I think maybe uh, you need to be in touch with a certain type of frequency to see them. And I think that's what these people back then were doing. They were connected to nature. They were walking around barefoot, bro. We don't do that shit. I don't do that shit. I want to, but my feet are too fragile. I can't walk on, you know, I can't walk outside. And when you do, it's like, have you ever touched concrete while you're on mushrooms? You want to cry. So even the stuff that they put down, you know, on the roads, it makes you feel some type of way. It's not the actual, uh, you know, I went out to the, to the Smoky Mountains one time and I took my shoes off and I just put them on the rocks because I, I just felt so grounded there. You know what I mean? I was fly fishing and I just... It was just the, the roaring of the stream and all this stuff. Something about the energy. And guess what? I was cut off from any phone service at all. Mm-hmm. And I felt fucking great. And I think that's what people back then felt, bro. I think that's why they were able to see certain things. Wow. And uh, you have, uh, uh, you know, right. ledges like the Skinwalker and all these things where they're able to project these thought forms out much more efficiently. And I'm talking about, like, indigenous people. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. there's a reason why they wiped them all out, too. Wow. I, 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 I agree with you on that point, too, because I think over time with technology, unfortunately, light pollution, you know, radio frequencies, TV, all that stuff. Um, Even diet. I mean, it, it def- what was that? Even like the food that we're eating now compared to even what they were eating, what our grandparents oh, were eating. Oh, it's definitely now. affected. So, I mean it's it's affected and what we take in and then so all the waves that are around us you know 24 7 it makes us feel specific ways so and you're right like when you're when you go out to nature i mean even sometimes just to just to the beach and just sitting there i mean you feel a different way and definitely more uh i guess in a way of like liberated free like you feel some pressure taken off you it's it's a it's a good feeling you know the irony in that is the fact that as humans we've we've advanced so crazy like with technology and things like that and as as crazy it is going forward what people are not realizing we're also kind of taking a step back within our connection to the earth and all that with the spirituality part of it and i think that's the crazy part we're advancing but we're also going backwards Mm-hmm. yeah look at the art of back then bro and tell me that you know that the art today look at ai art and look at the art of the ancient greeks and tell me which is better which what which literally looks like it could come to life it was the greek uh, yeah. sculptures and all these things right now can you do that today absolutely but <laughs> they were doing that shit back in the year 300 400 500 whatever it was they were making statues that look like real people and lifelike as can be yeah. and 
uh, look at a, a, a painting from Michelangelo or, or whoever, you know, any, take your pick. You know, you know what crazy? I mean? You can't even conceive in your head how to sculpt those details on that stone. It's just like, how the fuck did he do that? Bro, <laughs> like, just to How does on... someone wake up one day and say, I'm going <laughs> to... Just to build on top of that, too, I also heard that, um, like, the cave, you know, cave wall paintings, I heard, like, they look very primal and primitive, just like stick figures and, you know, all that shit. But if you hold a torch and you look at it in certain angles, they animate. Like, that's some kind of, like, advanced primitive shit. You know what I mean? So, who knows if they they created oh. that with that intended, you know, with that in mindset. But, yeah, we, we don't give them credit. So, the, the cave paintings served also as a purpose. They served a, a purpose as talismans, too. So, they were not only used as art, but they the reason that they drew them was not because they, they wanted to draw them, but because they believed that it would invoke that animal to come by so they could, uh, you know, hunt it or catch it or whatever it was. Oh, so wow. it served the purpose. It wasn't just art. It was also a, t a, s a sort of talisman. So I'm sure they were drawing it at a certain point that the stars were aligned in a certain way in order to invoke that energy of that animal to come by. So it's got to do with the occult and magic and how magicians play a role since the beginning of time, even till I believe till this day. Which is a perfect segue for magic. So, <laughs> um, I got into magic. Well, we, we can touch on Luciferian. Yeah, let's do that. If you want, real quick. Um, so, I got a boy of mine. I did an episode on Lucifer. And my boy, Esoteric Eddie. You could probably hit him up and have him on. He's a really good guest, too. Sure. He wrote a book, uh, Lucifer, uh, Lucifer Unveiled. Or Lucifer on, on something. I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong. But I did an episode on it. And the Luciferians, uh, it was actually, there was this guy who was talking out against the church and he was named Lucifer. And I forgot his first name, but the reason, the Lucifer, the OG Luciferians were these people, the people who were following, I believe it was St. Lucifer or something like that. Some guy named Lucifer like back then, mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. And I think uh, they, that Western religion needed a bad guy they needed a scapegoat because if you look lucifer's only mentioned what one time in in the bible uh two times something like that like something ridiculous and uh i think that's that's where that goes because luciferians were the people the followers of this lucifer character back then but uh you always need again it goes back to the good and evil aspect you need a bad guy mm -hmm. so here they are they're oh there's this this pin it on this lucifer guy and let's call these guys luciferian well, I think it's a construct of Western religion needing some figure to, you know, Satan means opposer, means, means, uh, you know, adversary. So mm. was he an actual entity? I don't know, or, you know, if he was real or not, or he was just a fabrication. We're never going to know. And, and I think that by, by what I believe is going on with religion, with organized religion, at least, is that all the major religion people right back to the reptilians and the illuminati i think that they are cultivating their own pools of souls and energy that they can feed off of right and you know if you're a muslim you know you're gonna they, they can feed off the muslim population if you're a christian they'll feed off the christian population if you're you know if you worship do catholicism whatever or if you're a catholic you know they have their own group of people there's a reason why they're the major religions around the world and they have their own 
concentrated group of people that they can tap into for energy or whatever it is for their purposes. Do I believe that they use this energy for to keep I don't know, you know what I mean? To to they feed off of it. They that's why that's why it's always the the problem solution and then there's one more and it's like repeat. It's always that same shit over and over and over again. And it's to keep us in that in that state of mind, in that heightened fear. Like we just got out of, you know, the whole thing with that that virus and stuff and they were trying to lock us down and all that stuff. And I feel bad, bro. I feel so bad for the people who gave in and ended up getting that thing in their body and now they can't take i know so many people have reached out and they're like dude i regret doing that it's like i i caved in but it goes back to the crowd psychology where they push you and they push you and you get demonized and you get uh you know uh, uh torn down to where you know how many times like my family was harassing me and calling me a lost cause and all this stuff and how many times i was in, in the in, in on the road and i would see like you know uh, that 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 thing here, I felt like just pulling in and just getting it just to get people off my back. Mm. I didn't, but some people they couldn't hold their ground, and they ended up being guinea pigs, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that um tactic is pretty fucking effective. That witch, I call it the witch hunt tactic, because you don't really need to have any logical explanation. You just got to point the finger and say the key word. And everyone's eyes raise and agree on your point. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's it's yeah. nuts. It's it's a play that that <laughs> over the course of time consistently works. And I call it um, matrix codes or matrix hacks when they you know have like plays that we already know that they try to run and people just fall into it. It's like that's a hack. That's an old hack. <laughs> We've seen that shit over and over, but it's perfect. Like you don't need to update it. It 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 does what it needs to do. And so it brings me to my point about Luciferian since we're talking about that. Over, I mean, the the Crusades, the Christians don't really talk about the Crusades and um, their alibi to conquer the lands of the natives, like you said, there's a reason they wiped them out, was predominantly Christianity, correct? Um, were those people really trying to push Christianity or were they aware of what they were doing, just knew that the story of Christianity was written so well and so easily digestible that it's it's a good holy story to push and if you don't like it you're you're a bigot and we got to get rid of you or was it more of like a luciferian designed story to kind of put jesus as a smoke screen to get what they need to do you know what i mean yeah and and exactly get get to an agenda get rid of the you know brainwash the people to think this way and if you don't think this way well we'll, we'll kill you mm-hmm. uh what was it like that you know so, so if you look back at the history of the church they were arguing about which type of bread to use for the eucharist there were whole schisms of which type of bread to use for the eucharist now think about that for a second these people couldn't even understand and come up with an agreement on what type of bread to use for the Eucharist? You think that they're going to be able to decipher and discern uh, what, you know, what the purpose of they like power, bro. You know what I mean? It's all about power. It's all, it's his story. So it, you know, Constantine, right? The council on Nicaea that they were the ones who came up with which books were canon and which were not. 
well, his whole thing, you know, it went from the Ro the Roman Empire to the Holy Roman Empire. Well, there's a reason for that because it's one thing if I tell you, hey, bro, uh, you know, I'm here to rule you. I'm here to tell you what to do. So let's go ahead and line up. There's another thing to be like, hey, I was chosen by God himself to rule you. You know, that gives you back to crowd psychology. That gives you prestige. Mm -hmm. There's this other metaphysical aspect of crowd psychology where you rub off on people by the prestige that you exhibit towards them. It's this thing where people see it in you. Like people look at me and they go, that guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. I have a certain type of prestige with a certain group of people. Uh, the president, I don't know about this president, but uh, certain presidents have certain type of prestige that they, that they push upon people, people who are, who are charismatic, like Hitler, Mussolini, Mao, all these guys, they exhibited and portrayed a certain type of prestige. And that's what captivated people. The same thing went back then, you know, when Constantine was like, we got to rule these people. We got to lock them in. So, you know, Christianity is the new best thing. Let's leverage that. How can we use that for our benefit? And he was like, you know what? Constantine, I was put here by God himself. You know, what, what, what are they going to say? Oh, you said that God, you know, God chose me. What are you trying to say? Cut his head off, you know, next, you know, who's, who's next in line? It was all about power, bro. It's all about your, again, again, back to your people were the best. My group, my posse, my clique is the best. And I'm going to fuck your clique up, you know, and it's all spiritual warfare. And it's all, in my opinion, bullshit and another mechanism it's the oldest story in the book. You even said it, bro. The, the cheat code, conquer and divide, you know, or divide and conquer, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I think I think there was an aspect of that. I don't think it was about about it was about telling a good story and having, you know, being an heir, having 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 some some claim. Right? We watch Game of Thrones, right? Have a, a claim to the throne. You know, it's like, well, my people were chosen by God, so I need to be ahead i need to be the number one I, we need to rule the world quite literally rule the world and they use religion as as a weapon bro it's weaponized it's a, that's all it is but uh, again there's good things in it there's good things in it to where it teaches you good doctrines but it also teaches you to be a good sheep you know follow these doctrines and and you'll be all right in our system but if you try and break out of that matrix if we try to break out of that hierarchy we take you out bro you it's know what like, i mean it's like no get back in line yeah like get back in line that's why he says he's the shepherd and you're the sheep, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna hit you with that stick and get you back in line. It's the same mentality, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like in plain sight of what, for sure. Yeah. Like how they want to control you, pretty much. They're they're making you believe that you're following Jesus. Like no, you're following whoever wrote the book. <laughs> and then same thing now. I mean, kind of what you were talking about with what happened a couple years ago and last year people getting pressured to do certain things it's like oh no i'm not going to know or you'll lose your job or mm -hmm. you'll do this or this will happen to you so you know they found their ways to manipulate and control the crowd always it's it's what i've heard it i've heard it called mimetic occultism so where where they use propaganda to speak to people's souls and it goes back to pythagoras plato these guys, oh, yeah. you know, Plato's Republic, where he talked about how arts, you know, he wanted to to restrict which type of instruments, which type of music, which type of plays you were watching, because he understood that if the uh, if this metaphysical thing, this this music, this play spoke to people on a deeper level, right, it spoke to their their soul. And if 
people were inspired a certain type of way, they would realize and wake up and go, hey, you know what? This is bullshit. I want to I do something with my life. I want to break out of this system. And if you look at it, bro, like we work every single fucking week, a nine to five or whatever you whatever job you work, you know, you put in your 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, whatever it is to barely fucking get by sometimes some people to not spend time with your family and to what to be in debt for the rest of your fucking life. Right. That's all it is. Like you, you, you're, you, we're in this, in this hamster wheel, just pedaling away, pedaling away and you die. And then what? And then you pass it on to your children. That's why the modern banking system, the modern economic system is an alchemical system that thrives off of uh, figurative child sacrifice, not the drain them for adrenochrome type of thing. No, no, I'm talking about the figurative and metaphorical child sacrifice. Cause when I'm done, my children's generation is going to have to take over the debt that we left them and his child's generation and, and, and so on and so forth ad infinitum until what, yeah. until what, to what, to what, to what end? Yeah. Like to, what, where is it going to stop? So you're literally sacrificing your children and your children's children in a metaphorical sense of the word. Because when you pass on your debt to them and or the debt that we occur, you know, as a, as a nation or whatever it is, if you want to, and a nation is a crowd too. So I think it's it's made by like that by design. You know what I mean? I think that it's all at the end of the day, if you really look at money, it's a simulacra. It's an empty symbol. It's something that is held up by one thing, by one main thing that that'll get. I mean, we could segue this into magic, but one of the one of the main things it, uh, of of the monetary system is faith mm. and believing that tomorrow it's not going to all come coming down and be worth zero look at the crypto market right it's like what's what's feeling that For well the really? faith we're buying and holding it the faith i have faith faith is a powerful thing and what you want to emulate when it comes to magic and you put black magic with a K, the K thing is, is a curly thing. And, and again, we'll, we'll talk about the black and the white magic. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it, it all goes back to belief and wanting to replicate the placebo effect where you want to invoke an effect in somebody that will cause a biological change right? without having to do anything. That's magic, right? When, when, when you're taking a medication and you heal yourself, that's what they want to replicate now magic uh with a the magic with a c and magic with a k so crowley added the k in order to distinguish it from from stage magic right k on it i fucking hate crowley or crowley (laughs) whatever i don't care how to say his name just i want to be up front with that have i studied his stuff absolutely Mm -hmm. uh he was a piece of shit though the guy was a piece of shit yeah so you have uh you have different forms of magic you have uh you could consider it black magic, necromancy. Uh, you have different, you know, white magic. There, there, there's this idea that there's two lodges, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, you know, a, a left-hand path and a right-hand path, and that's how you get the two pillars. Now, when when it comes to this idea of the two pillars, you know, you either take the left-hand path or right-hand path, uh, there's the middle path. But what a lot of people don't know is that there's a third pillar too, right? Offset to the left a little bit uh, with a ladder on it. You call it Jacob's Ladder or whatever it is. I don't know, but I'm not a practicing occultist. I just simply study this stuff. And they say you need to walk uh, the, you know, the middle path. If, if, if uh, I, I believe my personal opinion, 
that depending on which path, even if you take the left-hand path or right-hand path, and I, I always get the 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 two paths mixed up. But one of them is about retention, you know, keeping the sperm in, and then there's another one that's about jerking off on sigils and stuff like that, right, you know, right. like a Parsons or somebody. Like that. And I and, and I forget the distinction. I have it somewhere, but uh, I believe that both paths lead you to the abyss, no matter what you do. I think if you're messing around with things that aren't supposed to be messed with, I think it drives you what Eliphas Levi, what Manly P. Hall, what all these guys talked about, it literally drives you insane. You know, it's like the Faustian pact. How much are you willing to give up to learn the secrets? Are you willing to sell your soul? Are you willing to make a deal with the devil in order to learn these things and, and be able to manipulate matter? And I think magic, again, is, has been painted in this Harry Potter... Mm -hmm. uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons aspect where it's like magical and and I'm shooting laser beams out of my ass and out of my little stick. And <laughs> I don't think it's like that. I think it's more of a of again all mental, all mind. You know what I mean? It's it's all in here. And I practice magic. My my magic that I practice is a good mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, manifesting. So uh, when I manifest something, I. Uh, not that I think about it, it's going to come true. No, no, I have to put in the work. You know, if I want to grow my podcast, well, what are you going to do to bring good content? You know, what are you doing? Are you putting in the research time? Are you bringing different topics to it? You know what I mean? Are, are you putting in the work in order to align yourself to be able to manifest that at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Same thing goes with any goal in your, in your life. Like if you want to better your finances, if you want to better your family, like praying about it and sitting and meditating about it, probably not going to get shit done like put in the legwork you know what i mean uh you know go to therapy if you want to if, are you fat you don't like the way you look well fucking work out you know what i mean get up do something about it and manifest it you know uh get in that mindset and i'm a self-sabotager right i i think about every, i'm, I'm a, a realist so whenever i i'm in a situation i always think about what could go wrong immediately so when i'm thinking also like, oh this shit could go. it's like i have to stop myself sometimes like don't even talk about that Mm -hmm. Why do I, why right, do I right. even need to bring it up? Just address it if it does come up and, mm -hmm. you know, if it does even come up, because sometimes it won't. But when you get in that mindset of like, oh, uh, and I, I'm very careful with what I say, because spelling, you're casting spells. You know, what yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting out that intention into the ether and it doesn't contribute to anything good. Right. If, I, if I'm if I'm telling somebody something negative or whatever it is, it doesn't it doesn't contribute to so. It goes back to uh, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I think that uh, when it comes to magic, I think it's about uh, depending again, depending on which magic. There's astral magic, there's Goetia, there's there's divination, there's a bunch of different systems of magic. It's a, again a blanket term, but mm -hmm. it's all it's all like, uh, for example, you know, Star Wars. You yep. got the Jedi, you got the Sith. It's like, but at the center of that is the Force. And that's magic. And it's how you use it and how you affect others with it that makes it what it is. That's why I asked you at the beginning, well, why is it satanic? Well, why is it black or why is it white? It's like, no, it's there. It's just there. Now, how do you use it? Now, if you're using for necromancy or or for for whatever other bad thing, you know what I mean? Santeria, voodoo, hoodoo, whatever it is that you want to do with it. Some people might consider that good do i consider it good no i don't you know what i mean so it depends on what you use it for but it's there it's there for you to tap into it mm -hmm. it's just at the end of the day what are your intentions behind it? it's like when you take a psychedelic there's set an intention what are your intentions 
by taking this substance are you trying to better yourself are you trying to become bigfoot you know what i mean it's all it's up to you and and how you how you uh perceive it because i think perceive uh perception is very important you have the observer effect right by us observing things we quite literally change matter and and it reacts differently when it's being observed by us and i think that's also a powerful a powerful thing that we have as humans you know what i mean i like your definition of magic kind of like what you're saying go ahead that sense you're kind of just saying you create your reality so you're based off your perception you create what's around you yeah that's something i i preach a lot and these guys know that yeah i like your definition of magic because essentially it is a mystical version of just the placebo effect right like you believe in something and then somehow um you could say based on like law of attraction you manifest it um so going going down the rabbit hole of magic and learning like the different occult symbols um you talked about sigil and like you know kind of like the currency right now in crypto they're essentially sigils which are um symbols or logos that depict a certain thought or belief right is is my definition definition of sigil somewhat accurate So a sigil is so depending again depending on which school because you know mm-hmm. the this this uh, the occult is is very it's it's wide right it's it's and for those wanting to you know learn about it and and really getting just a tip in I recommend reading the secret teaching of all ages by Manly P Hall which that you know it's it's an encyclopedia that really teaches you uh, the the basics right enough to get your feet wet every single thought and like what this does and what that doesn't do mm-hmm. so the secret teaching of all ages by manly p hall read that but what sigils are depending on which application that users chaos magic there's also you know the the thelemites which we can talk about crowley mm-hmm. but their whole thing was i call cinema and people who make movies cinema magicians because essentially what a movie is because you talked about, you know, uh, he, he mentioned uh, t- uh, creating your own reality. Well, that's what they're doing to people real time. Mm. They are uh, a movie is a bunch of sigils, a bunch of pictures just rolling all at once. And okay. what they're trying to do is in in, in sex magic, at least right in, in tantric or thelemic or whatever, Golden Dawn, whatever people, whatever secret society you want to follow. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the gist of it is at the point of orgasm your subconscious comes forward and at the point of orgasm you're in you're one with the universe right so that's why you have tantric sex and all this stuff mm-hmm. along the orgasm so you're in that mindset now your your subconscious comes out and these sigils are used to get imprinted on your subconscious and they say that you know Carl Jung talked about the dark self and how it 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 can show you the secrets of of the universe or whatever it is so they believe that this subconscious when you imprint the subconscious and it comes back in and you forget about it you burn that sigil you do whatever it is it will manifest itself quicker in this reality Mm. okay that's one version of a sigil uh it can be a talisman you know it can be charged with xyz uh people who want to learn about talismans and stuff like that you know the picatrix is a good is one of the more famous and uh, really nasty text because it talks about how uh, you know speaking of Dahmer earlier they literally use 
all bodily fluids, all bodily body pieces to <laughs> to make talismans and make things happen. So that's a grimoire. Uh, the Picatrix is a grimoire, mm. and it just teaches you about this this idea of sigils and talismans and and I think that the cinemagicians and the elites use these things to subconsciously uh, tap into people's psyche. So by you going and watching the the new Dahmer, right? They're what are they trying to portray with that with those documentaries? And why make fucking fifty of them? Why make so many? Do- what are you trying to push? Are you trying to desensitize people? Are you trying to indoctrinate them? Right? Get used to. I've I've said it, man. Like, look at Squid Games and all. Like, super violent. Yeah. And it's like at the core of it, it's like a secret society watching the lower class what fight to the death for what for money for one of the biggest simulacras that there is. You know, a piece of paper. Really think about it. If you really break it down, it's a piece of paper that was what the golden standard went out in the seventies. So what is they can they can fire up the printers and print more of it. So why are you fucking working every single week? slaving away and giving up the most precious commodity which is time that you're never going to get back mm-hmm. for a piece of paper that they can just fire up the printers and automatically the paper that you have in your bank account is devalued by x percent every year or whatever it is it's like you know it makes no sense but people fall in line with this system and they're sheep you know what i mean and they just they they just keep doing it because they know they don't know any better and i mean i'm part of the system too i'm a cog in the system too i can't say i'm i'm above it but at least i know that it's a game at least i know it's a monopoly game that's why people ask me like well why do the elites need so much money i go wouldn't don't you like the casino well that they're playing their casino they know that this is a fucking game (laughs) so but one thing is to know that you're in the truman show versus not knowing that you're in the truman show and that's what my podcast is about is about bringing a symbolic literacy and uh, you know, uh, bringing recognition of like, hey, it's okay to be in the system. Like, it's fine. You know, what I mean, you have to follow rules. There's social constructs, but don't fall victim to it. You know, understand this entire time that you're in it, and play it to your to your benefit. You know what I mean? Manifest things and 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 work. You know, work your way around it the best you can to live your best life or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Play the game. Yeah, don't let the like game play you. you. Yeah, it's exactly. like you can get off the hamster wheel, but you're still in the cage. So you gotta, and within that cage, you gotta figure out how you can make things happen for you. And then, because every day we're we're still in the, the hamster cage. No matter how much we want to say, like, oh, I know exactly, we're we're being played right now. Like you said, like like all those things that are we're, are being spoon fed to us to believe, you know, and like the whole money thing. And like you said, we actually, it's a piece of paper. You're right. But we've also been programmed to believe we can't live without it either. That's why we're fighting for it so much. And that's why people are stuck in that hamster wheel, like I said. And every now and then, the people like, I, w- I don't want to say it, like we're better than, but like people like us, we're able to step off that hamster wheel real quick and think about what's going on within this little cage we've been put in. Yeah, I've always said that we're all Neo in the Matrix trying to break yeah. out right, and trying to find a way out. And trying to trying to play it, and I think that the forces that be, the Illuminati, the Archons, whatever maybe they're they're the ones trying to stop us. Whichever way that they can, either through people or through whatever it may be, you know what I mean. That's why I, I always tell people pay attention to the synchronicities. And the and the beautiful thing about synchronicities is that 
you know, Carl Jung said either you can take them to be messages from the universe or you can take them to be nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you if you want to interpret these signs, you know, deja vu and all these things. I think that's the universe talking. And whenever I have a synchronicity or deja vu, I know I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know like, okay, I'm supposed to be, I've seen this before. That's crazy. Either, mm-hmm. you know, me and some other timeline got here. So I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, in a synchronicity, you know, like all the time. Look at, look at my, my, my clock at three thirty-three every single day for whatever reason. Like no matter, it doesn't fucking fail at all. Three thirty-three every single time, every single time, and it's like or eleven eleven. You know what I mean? It's like oh, there was a nudge from the universe. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it that way, or it could just be like all right, I looked at my watch. It's eleven eleven. You know or what you I mean? Both, like you've programmed yourself to check that watch at that time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And you don't even know because, yeah, because we're we're all able as humans to program ourselves. Mm-hmm. If they can program us, why can't we program ourselves? Mm-hmm. And little do we know, we're programming ourselves by building these little habits. But we think that's just us doing the things we need to do. But no, you, we're learning to do it because, like I said, we're, you're putting yourself back in that wheel to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah, that's a and, crazy and thing. And I think. I think sigils, uh, you know, they, they, they're all around us. You know, look at the, yeah. the one of the biggest sigils of them all, the McDonald's sign, you know, mm-hmm. the golden arches. Like you recognize, anybody in the world will recognize that sign from two miles away, a mile away, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And that's been imp- imp- imprinted in our, and, and I think that these things are passed down genetically. And that's the, that is the, the plan from the get-go. If fear has been proven to be passed down genetically, there's a reason why you flinch whenever somebody goes to to punch you in the face or whatever it may be or somebody uh, you know does that to you because your ancestors uh you know were wrestling saber-toothed tigers in the fucking dark at one point so whenever something would jump out of them they'd they'd move out of the way so you've been programmed to to move or cover your face or whatever it is since the beginning of time if you flash shapes above the head of a chicken right mm-hmm. you can flash a square or a circle or a triangle or an Ouroboros, and they're not going to react, but flash the silhouette of a hawk, and the chicken goes fucking crazy. That's if crazy. you take fleas and you put them in a jar, and uh, you, you know you cap that jar, and they bounce up and they hit the top of that jar, you come back the next day, and they're gonna you can take the top off that jar, and they're only gonna jump up to where the, you know, just before they they were hitting the top, the the closed cap, and guess what? They're gonna jump like that for the rest of their life, and they're that flees kids are going to jump the same exact height as the one that you just programmed to jump as high as, as that under that cap. And that's the same thing goes with us. You know, when we're programmed a certain type of way to follow certain doctrines, uh, that's magic. You know, if you're affecting nature to your benefit, uh, to using symbols, using, you know, you have the, the gmail sign you know that's a sigil the discord sign that's a sigil you know there's all sigils that are imprinted in our in our psyches in our in our subconscious and how you know people literally die for this paper you know this 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 imaginary thing that we use to cover you know to pay for everything you Mm. can't do shit without money bro you know that's the reality of things like I admire the people who can who can be minimalist, sell everything and live in a van or some shit. I got a family, so I can't do that. I like what you said about that being a deeper definition of child sacrifice, of generate generational um, chain of effect. You know what I mean? Um, and it's crazy. Don't get me wrong, though. I 
I do think that there's people doing actual sacrifice like that. That's 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 yeah. a real thing, but yeah. uh, that's another aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely up somewhere. <laughs> it's crazy too what you say about um, like McDonald's being a sigil, in a sense, and movies. I like that cinematic uh, being moving sigils, more of advanced, you know, sigils, and it's crazy to me. I just found this out a few months ago that Edward Bernays, who we're talking about Matrix and programming. Probably the the godfather of it all, right? It's crazy that his um is it his grand niece or grand nephew is in charge of Netflix. So pushing all these uh Squid Games and the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, that if you're looking at it in a black magic right hand, left hand path, being a cinemagic um sigil being fed to people and based on what we just talked about earlier there's like a percentage of people, a big percentage of people that just kind of feed what they're getting, eat what they're getting fed and just go by what the um, public opinion is. They're easy, they're easy bots to program, easy NPCs to command, you know? And um, that made me think that maybe these people are aware of magic, you know, and the way that they can manipulate subconscious symbols to, um, manifest the regime or the outcome that they want and it's a good segue right now to Alistair Crowley who did a lot of work in magic um that was kind of his thing that was kind of his path um and I read somewhere that he was contacted by the CIA do you know much about that maybe you could pick up from from there he's a piece of shit I agree with you so dude go all out (laughs) yeah so Alistair Cuckley, as I like to call him, <laughs> uh, arguably one of the one of the great. He's going to go down, unfortunately, in history as one of the greatest occultists of all time. And now he did contribute some good things to the occult scene, you know, translations. But he also thought he was the incarnation of Elvis Levi and Edward Kelly, which Edward Kelly was the contemporary of John Dee and his scrying partner. Now that that was allegedly the OG 007 John D and and supposedly uh what the movies were based off of because there was this thing back then in the uh Elizabethan age where they used <laughs> magicians to to spy on people right they say William Shakespeare was also a spy mm-hmm. there was this fascination with spying on people for some reason and allegedly Crowley was or Crowley whatever however you want to say it uh he was one of these as well he was supposedly a secret agent but he was also full of shit right like look at l ron hubbard was one of the was one of the the authors to write the most fiction out and he made a religion it depends on what you want to believe about him but he was really you know he called himself the wickedest man uh on the planet or whatever it was mm-hmm. you know the great beast 666 and all this stuff but he was doing some some nefarious shit man he was really doing some stuff but what he really helped people understand what he brought out what that was occulted was the fact that anybody can do this shit but essentially what i believe crowley was was just some rich kid bro who mm-hmm. wanted to you know have a bunch of he was a, i believe he was a sex addict and he just uh you know and in the closet homosexual you know nothing wrong with being gay whatever you want to put in your butt is your own business i, I respect you for it uh and i think that he just used this occult stuff to want to manifest and bring forth the end of times because he was just that full of himself 
and you can read his he was a prolific writer you can read any of his works right and what he was on and a lot of the things i i truly don't agree with uh he even talked about you know the 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 best sacrifice is a young uh a baby male you know like a baby boy so he was talking about sacrificing kids and then you're gonna have people come out the woodwork like oh he meant that figuratively all right so take everything else he said for face value but then that one fucking thing that he said take it as metaphorical <laughs> get fucked bro you know what i mean like you can't nitpick yeah. what he what is metaphorical and what is not so i think that individuals like him were up to n- some nefarious shit and they were doing magic in order to to benefit themselves and they didn't care who they hurt and i think that he sacrificed a lot of people uh when it came to like all his wives lost their mind so you know take that for what you will because again it's what you want to give up and i have this theory that uh, crowley using the enochian magic system which was a system developed by john d and edward kelly to invoke Chorinzon, which is the the angel of the abyss right the 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 bottomless pit and he was allegedly possessed by him but in 1911 when he was possessed by him uh right after that i I think he either made a blood pact with these demons or something because right after that we had world war one we had the creation of the federal reserve the creature of jekyll island you had the great depression you had world war ii you had all these things that happened that a lot of people died and it just so happened to be right before that Crowley was talking to some demons, you know, the most one of the most powerful ones. So who's to say he didn't take that Faustian pack and was like, hey, I'm not going to I'm going to offer up myself and humanity. You know what I mean? Right. That's a that's a little theory I like to play with because the timeline adds up. Right. 1911, 1913 was, you know, uh, I think 1912 was the Titanic. 1913 was the, the Federal Reserve. Right after that, you had World War One. How many people didn't die from that? World War Two, there was atomic bombs being dropped. And who was at the forefront of that? Uh, Jack Parsons, one of his contemporaries, one of the people that used his magical system and was a student of him, of Crowley, in order to, you know, uh, bring forth the, the 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 whore of Babylon, the Scarlet. Uh, he was in the in the desert jerking off with L. Ron Hubbard, trying to summon this demon to fruition and bring her into manifestation. You know what I mean? These guys were up to some nefarious, dark shit, and they didn't care who they they you know who got in their way that's the whole thing do what thou wilt right you can kill any man who gets in your way i think that is that is very dangerous Mm -hmm. uh that's a dangerous idea that's a that's a dangerous way to think because uh you know uh do i mean read it for yourself and he took that from rabbi uh rabbi leas i believe his name was which was one of the og hellfire club guys and he was uh they they believe in uh, what they call transgression where it doesn't matter what you do, even if it's the most wicked stuff, you're still going to achieve some sort of divinity. So that's why you get the dark aspect of it, of, uh, you know, killing people and sacrificing people because it's it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, what I mean, you, you can do as much bad as you can do good. That's the black and white. That's the checkered. You know what I mean? Like people talk about Masons and stuff, how they help the community. Well, yeah, as much as they do good, they do bad. And I, one of my co-hosts is a Freemason, nothing against Freemasons. You know what I mean? Like, I think that. Uh, there are circles within circles. Inner circles are the ones that are up to the nefarious stuff. And the people who are in it, you know, on the outside looking in, I think they just want to be a part of a club. Mm-hmm. It's to some people, it's just a club. But for others, it's, you know, it's something else. You know, it's more darker. And so, again, nothing against 
anybody who's in a secret society or anything like that. But again, uh, there's a reason why they there. There's think about this. There's secrets till this day. There, there's grown ass men who who get together once a month in a secret society. Just let that sit in. Just let that right. sink in for a little bit. It's like, you're like why go... does it still have to be secret? <laughs> you can learn about this shit on YouTube. You know what I mean? It's like they're not telling you anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they what they can't disclose is allegedly what's told verbally. But if it's written down, it's free game. You know what I mean? And you got the internet. You got YouTube. You got all these things. You got books uh, that, that teach you about these things. So. I don't know. I think it's just another another gimmick, in my opinion, uh, to get people to again, like a religion, you know, get them to sign up and pay your dues every single year, bro. They make money off of you, and you think you're benefiting from it. But to each its own, you know. I'm, I'm not trying to bash anybody and disrespect anyone. I respect everybody's decisions and which systems that they want to believe in. But Crowley was, if you really look into his history, that guy was a character, bro. That guy was. Uh, doing some wicked stuff uh, and one one of the ones that really bothered me learning about him was he liked to go climbing he was a mountain climber and there was a time where he got together this group I forgot what year it was in to climb I forgot which which summit it was but essentially he was the guy of this group and these people couldn't keep up with him there was people literally there's people who died trying to follow him up to the summit and he would just leave them he just people were like hey these people are dying he just keep going mm -hmm. you know what i mean like people fell to their death or they or they died of exhaustion or whatever it was and he just kept going he didn't give a shit about anybody but think about it a rich boy who got an inheritance and was like hey i'm gonna i want to travel the world to learn all the secrets of the universe and initiate into every single secret society i possibly can and come up with my own secret society and guess what I'm gonna fuck bitches the whole time and tell them it's magic. You know what I mean? Like, what better way to to do it? And you know what I mean? Like, what, what better way to psychologically mess with somebody? And I think that's what he was. But I'm not saying he didn't contribute. Unfortunately, he did. We have a lot of translations that he did, and and he really brought it to light. Like, hey, anybody can do this. This is nothing special. You know what I mean? Uh, he was a ceremonial magician and all these things, but he. Again, he was just, he was dark, bro. And if you read his poems and stuff like that, like, they, they get so grotesque, man. Like, it's 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 torture porn is what it is, what he was writing. If, if you really his mind was it, just just dark and full of yeah. gross things, yeah, that uh, so, things that are unimaginable to the normal person. Yeah, and things that he was actually doing, like, at the Bullskin house and at the, at the there's another one. Uh, the Abbey of Thelema, I think it was, where he was like he killed somebody by making him uh, drink like cat piss or something like that, like some just uh. messed up stuff, bro. Like they were having sex in front of kids. They were again, if they were having sex with kids or not, I don't, I don't know. But uh, their stories. I mean, one of his first kid died really young, like a couple weeks or a couple days after being born. So allegedly, she died because she was sick, but. Use your imagination, you know what I mean? Right. Was she really sick or was she sacrificed? You know what I mean? Like if that's if you dig into the into the history of mm -hmm. it. But I think he was mm -hmm. for the most part he was full of shit. And a lot of people come out of the woodwork and defend him. Uh but 
fuck Crowley. Yeah, it's crazy that some people <laughs> see the do as thou will as a positive, you know, thing. But man, that's a deep negative zone to to ignore if you're gonna just roll with the positive side of it. And it's crazy that you mentioned about that uh, event where Alistair Crowley tried evoking that that demon spirit and the chain of effects of what happened after that. And because I was always introduced that magic played in the gray area of coincidence. You know, like, was it a coincidence that someone did that spell and, and you know, this happened? I don't know, but could it have been connected to? I don't know. There are no coincidences. Right. So that's fucking crazy, man. And um, we're about to get to, like, the hour 30 marks. So I don't want to keep you too long. But I want to get to a right-hand side, positive side. Is there any organization that tries to use this esoteric knowledge magic knowledge for a positive sense like freedom resistance fighters you know trying to you know in a sense like the matrix people like morpheus and them trying to wake people up for a a positive not necessarily a revolution but you know like a peaceful type of movement that i'm aware of yeah kind of but i mean like i've I've been called like an armchair occultist because I talk about all this shit and I don't do anything. Uh, but I think that, yeah, anybody who really can decipher the system, like as far as organizations go, that I can name off the top of my head, I can't really think of any right now. But as long as, you know, you don't fall, that's, that's the whole thing. Uh, you know, being able to decipher when it's happening uh, and being able to either avoid it or whatever whatever the case may be i think that it's it's and i don't want to paint anybody who does magic in a negative light because i don't think that's that's the thing mm-hmm. again it's like the force it's how you use it you know what i mean i like to research it i like to to look at the history of it i like to have interesting conversations about it and but the, yeah there are people who are using it for some dark stuff uh for the most part uh, but i can't really think of anybody who who's using it really for good you know what i mean it's 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 a system and it's 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 like how they say the 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 spear of destiny you see the you know if if you can hurt people with it you can heal them with it Mm -hmm. it's like all depends at the end of the day who uh, is is behind it you know what i mean like the the human mind has been at the forefront of the greatest achievements of man and the the biggest atrocities so it's where you put your energy, your time and energy to. Um, I wish I could give you an answer, bro, but I can't really think of anything that I'm not, you know, I can't say the Rosicrucians are the good guys or the, yeah. you know, the, the OTO or, or the, the good guys or the Freemasons are the good guys or the, the, the fellow minds, you know, <laughs> I think they're all full of shit. And <laughs> I think it's all bullshit, bro, to be honest with you. That's crazy. I think it's shit. just important to know, you know, um, that, that I, quote, I that think quote. it comes down to what you said too. Power. There you go. You know, all these groups, they, that's what it comes down to. They just want the power. Uh, which group is better? Mm-hmm. You know, well, we have, we can do this. We can do that. We have X amount of people, you know, whatever. But. And one more question. Yeah. Um, Dan, Danny and I, we were probably, when we first got into conspiracy theories and all that, I hate that term too because conspiracy theories, theories, theorists have gotten more things right than 
journalists. <laughs> and the thing about conspiracy theorists is when they get things wrong, they're open about it. You know, like, hey, I got this wrong. Now let's go down the right path and figure it out. As far as journalists go, they just fucking deny till they die. Or they just forget about it like they didn't even say it. You know what I mean? Which, if that was a person you had a personal relationship from, they lose credibility after that. Opposed to the conspiracy theorist friend that, hey, I was wrong. You know, let's let's explore the right way and what really happened. Um, with that said, like, how... I mean, going down this rabbit hole with conspiracy theorists, like, we were in it for about three, four years, and then it just got got kind of depressing for us to just wake up and be like, man, we're f- there's nothing really we could fucking do. You know what I mean? Like, research and research and research, you just fucking find layers and layers of matrix hacks that are already programmed and takes a lot of fucking maneuvering and wire tapping to get it, you know, untangled. How do you find the optimism and the silver lining and with diving deep? into these subject matters on a consistent basis and for so long like you have yeah that's that's one of the aspects of of this whole thing because one of the a criticism that we that we get in the community is we have all this knowledge on things but with it right having uh keys to a car that you can't drive or doesn't run or something it's like you have the keys what the fuck are you gonna do it's like you don't know because but it's gotten sometimes to the point where uh you know i I don't just research conspiracy you know i think it's history i think it's important to understand history because it's uh, you know deep it's going to repeat itself at one point or another so uh you know for the people who's like oh what does it matter well this is this is history you know and the, and the whole term conspiracy theorist it was created by the cia uh when the whole jfk thing popped off in order to discredit people it's like they they do these things in plain sight and they expect you just to turn a blind eye to it be a good little sheep and just keep going right but when it comes to finding optimism honestly by knowing that i have a dope ass podcast that talks about it and, and is able to probably wake people up and knowing that I can bring some awareness to somebody, I think that that makes me feel good about myself and do to keep it, to, to keep from getting depressed. I take, you know, I take breaks from the, from the topics and I, uh, you know, I podcast a lot and if I need to take a two week break or whatever it is, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it can get dark really quick and it kind of uh, can make you paranoid, but I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of the biggest skeptics that there is. I like to talk about things and if I talk about something and I say some wild shit, I want to have the evidence to back it up. Mm. Right. So I'm not just here to, to be doing rapid fire, Alex Jones type things. Like, no, it's like, well, where'd you, where'd you hear that? It's like, no, I found this here, here and here. Like, this is history. You know what I mean? I'm talking about real shit. I'm not talking about some, some, you know, some stuff really sounds really outlandish, but Hey, the, the, the truth is stranger than fiction you know what i mean like it, it's it's that's the way it is sometimes like that's that's the way it is and uh some people are programmed to like ignore that like oh no that can't be that can't be true it's like probably they've been doing this since the beginning of time you know what i mean they've been doing this since the beginning of time and i think what i think is uh, these people are playing the long game i think that they understand that they can they can they can be reincarnated every so often mm. so that's why they chill like what does jeff bezos need how many millions of dollars hundreds of millions billions of dollars like he's never going to spend it in his lifetime well 
he's playing the casino baby you know what i mean he's 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 playing in in the truman show he's he knows he's you know the cameras are watching so he's just mm-hmm. stacking bread and doing whatever you know what i mean like he's he's i believe he was put in that position and he's doing his thing you know what i mean like yeah do i think he's some sort of magician probably not i just think he's maybe he's some guy put there to to be the forefront right to keep the eyes off the what i think is like the four is 100 these rich families those are the people you have to worry about the people you have to worry about are the ones that you don't know their name you know what i mean mm-hmm. the ones behind the scenes the ones pulling the strings from behind the shadows those are the people you have to worry about and elon musk jeff bezos bill gates all these other guys they're just they're just peons you know what i mean they're not they're used to distract you from the real stuff going on i think that's why they put out all this entertainment you know at the tip of your fingertips uh, uh you know you go on netflix and you can watch hours and hours of show just hypnotize just stay there while you put your mind and your energy towards that they're doing something else in the background you know what i mean uh, working their way through and uh you know uh attention is is a very valuable commodity nowadays uh, we have this scrying mirror here that uh, we have to divide our attention through 50 apps or whatever maybe you know five apps six apps during the day you're cycling through them you know constantly they're 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 mining your energy and i think uh, we might be in some sort of matrix right the matrix scenario where uh you're just here for 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 mining their energy and i wish i could uh end on a positive note but (laughs) i think if you're able to decipher and not fall victim to the system. I think, you know, having, at least having some awareness. Right. Uh, one thing is uh, family members and friends who are oblivious to this type of shit. And when you talk to them, they give you what I call the fluoride stare, where they're just like, so did you hear about the new Dahmer documentary? Did you like that? Like, come on, bro. Like, But keep in mind, you know, if you're here to wake people up, don't force somebody to, you know, to, to be woken up, like, Mm-hmm. You know, just plant that seed. Don't force it. If they don't want to wake up, it's not your job to force them to wake up. Like, just do your thing. And I think that's what I, uh, what I, I, I enjoy doing this. You know what I mean? I enjoy talking about this interesting stuff. And the rabbit hole goes deep. And I think I'm going to keep doing it until, you know, whenever. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? The like, rabbit hole ends. <laughs> Which it will never end. Seriously. I guess you could say, like, Bezos and Musk are the lucky winners of the casino, right? Because they're playing and they're winning. And we're the ones hoping to win like them at some point. That's yeah. what it really is. That, that's the, the American dream, right? Yeah. They, they, they paint the American dream, but uh, I forgot the, the name of the comedian. was like, well, it's the American dream because you, cause you, fuck, I forgot how it goes. Anyways, because you got to be asleep to believe it or some shit. There you go, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I wish I could leave on a positive note, but just. No, um, man, that's all good, I think. A lot of people here, like my first time actually listening, I've, I've kind of read up on your stuff a little bit because, you know, trying to get to know you before we get this show going. But I really like how you broke it down in a sense where we can, even like the novice can come in and be like, oh, okay, I kind of see what he's saying. Someone with an open mind who wants to learn is very new to it, can catch on to what you were saying. And I think that's what was great about everything you brought to us tonight. And, you know, we all appreciate your time. And, you know, I know we, We'd love to have you longer, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I feel like 
we we'd like i think yeah we would have to bring you back if you're over open to that because i feel like there's way more that we we were just at the tip of the iceberg and this just gets deeper and deeper and Mm -hmm. we have i think at least like you said we're this episode's kind of like planting that seed like you said and hopefully this generates that curiosity and people will want to hear more about it and we hope to have you there to lead them to the second phase or something like that so before we send you off, um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to just plug your socials, tell people where they can find you, any upcoming projects that they can anticipate from you. You can catch my podcast. I release every Monday. I mean, I've been releasing every Monday for a while now. Sometimes I release two episodes a week, mm-hmm. sometimes just one. Uh, the podcast.com at the podcast on Instagram is my main social media. Uh, I'm on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. I got a YouTube channel, One on One Podcast, and I also have a, a a journal where I post like esoteric articles and and interesting stuff. Uh, it's called The Occultist Monday. You can find that on my website. I also have a comic book I'm working on. I have the first issue already out, uh, where again it's it's conspiracy inspired. And it's about me going around different. Every issue is a different conspiracy. The Hollow Earth. I start out with the Saturnian cube, and with the whole Saturn worship and all that stuff, about how uh, it goes back to Moloch and all these things. So you can find that on my website. Yeah, yeah, the one yeah, on podcast. And yeah, dude, I just yeah, I'm a regular guy who likes to talk about interesting shit. And uh, you know, I'd come back on whenever you guys want me to have uh, have me on. And I appreciate you guys letting me come on and. And bullshitting with you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Oh, we enjoyed it as well. Awesome, dude. Yeah, I'll sign off. I'm on there, and, and uh... you know what? There isn't anything to say because <laughs> we're in a war right now, yo. We'll we'll rest when the war is over. But for now, you know, you can't rest. There, there's no positive note until we're done with the war. So let's let's either fight them or you're either fighting them or you're fighting us. You know what I mean? That that's just what it is. <laughs> you either with us or you against us. Yeah, fuck those are people. Or we could kind of end it on a quote because when I came in, you were talking about how we were fighting over land that people drew on a piece of paper, like these are the lines and all that. So I guess we could say like there's this rapper I listened to, his name is Bamboo, and he said this line. And till this day, when you said it, I was like, oh shit, that that makes perfect sense. He said, "We the people are the same. It's the map that divides us. That's really all it is." I like that. Uh, let me pull up my favorite, my favorite Bible verse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you guys with this Bible verse so I can find it. Hold up. Go for Here it. Here we go. Let's read it from the. See how they have the King James version. Your boy King James. <laughs> uh, they don't. But anyways, here we go. So it says, "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms." And that's Ephesians six twelve. That's one of my favorite Bible verses because I think it is a spiritual love, yeah. warfare, and, uh, and I like Ephesians six thirteen too, where that's where you put up your armor. Yeah. Oh, I I read that one, but I'll check it out. I like yeah, Austin, Austin, yeah. Austin three sixteen. <laughs> there you go. Because he so, said so. <laughs> six thirteen. Therefore, put on the form of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. After you. Have done everything to stand. Yeah, there you go. So that means to, to me, that's the knowledge and 
you know, the courage to stand up to, the, you know, the things that we've been fed to believe in. You say, nah, because I know otherwise. I know, you know, I've been woken up. <laughs> and to be strong enough to hold that ground no matter how many people try to tell you you're wrong. So love each other and, and don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty much what life should be, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank All you right. again for having us. I don't want to keep you any longer, but thank you again for coming on. And, Cave, this was the one-on-one podcast, and we hope to catch you guys next time. Later, guys. More three-on-one. <laughs> Later, guys. See you guys. Later. This is...